WrestleMania week. Uh, I think you could make the argument it started last Thursday based on some of the indie wrestling that was going on, so we did go Thursday to Wednesday. Um, we didn't watch everything, but we watched all the important stuff and got to skip the G1 Supercard. That, oh. you know, surprisingly enough, I followed along on Twitter. People still were complaining about it. I, just, really? I thought it was a perfect product. Anyway, um, yeah. just goes to show you can never make a wrestling fan happy. Except if you're brothers of discussion fame. Um, <laughs> Matt, hot tag, sum up the G1 program in one word. Like, based off of me not watching it? Right. Um, uh... It was, this is great podcasting. Um, it is. A lot of people, you know, are getting tired of hearing words. They want to just hear kind of that ASMR, you know, that just kind of that, that dead noise, the dead air. So we're just going to start, we're going to turn this into one of those podcasts where people you just, just been, drum your fingers. People have just been saying ASMR like all the time now. It's like somebody yes. wrote a BuzzFeed article and exactly. now everybody says Oh, that's that's got that's got a good ASMR sound to it. It's, it's like nobody gives like that's never been a thing. Like it's been a thing, but it's not like this has come and gone. So there is a Matt, BuzzFeed article or something out there that defined it for everyone. Matthew, and now they're like, Matthew, I just want to talk about ASMR no, 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 no. now. You're just behind in the times. We've all been talking about autonomous sensory meridian responses. It's all we ever do. Ooh, in time, glad you got that you know? Google search in. Um, oh, so I thought my I thought my keyboard uh, clickety clacks <laughs> were quiet enough. Damn, <laughs> All right, um, not this time, prickly no. Pete. Uh, we didn't watch G one, but what we did watch was a lot of WWE programming. Matt, before we dive in, let's let the people know where they can find us, and then we'll have some fun. Okay. Me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find us at at BOD Podcast uh, for Twitter and for Facebook. It's BODpodcast.com for all the episodes, our archives, and uh, any blogs that we like to write. Uh, we had a great, great showing on BODpodcast.com this week because of the WrestleMania 35 drinking game. So we appreciate everybody that uh, played along. If you took any pictures, we'd love to see them at BOD Podcast. Uh, and of course, thanks to our good friends that messaged us a couple months ago, you can also find us uh, with uh, the domain brothersofdiscussion.com. So that's bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com, and at BOD Podcast. So and very soon, we might have our own at BOD Podcast emails. Very exciting uh, for a two week run as we give G Suite a try. Yep, because. We get so if you've always so wanted to email a professional already. at domain email, you're going to have 13, 14, well, 13 days to reach out to us. So very exciting. 
And I Michael. haven't even figured out how to sign in yet. So That's you might, right. Matt you'll, hasn't even signed in. You'll be uh, able so to email. So you can have some emails queued up for him. It's going to be michael at bodpodcast.com and matthew at bodpodcast.com. Matt, this is episode <laughs> 74. We yeah. are four, well, technically five away. We just did 69. Uh, that means we're 95 away from 169. Uh, Matt, we just got through WrestleMania. Hot tag question. We had maybe the baby faciest WrestleMania of recent memory. Matt, what will you be revisiting? This is this is a big question. We guessed last week. Matt, what are you going to revisit from this year's WrestleMania 35? Well, I already rewatched Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar because that's an easy one. Um, yeah. I rewatched. Um, Kofi and Daniel Bryan, and mm. I couldn't bring myself to rewatch Becky Lynch yet. I I don't know if I'm mentally prepared for that. Um, hey, some people are sexist. It's okay. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, Matt's not sexist. I'm kidding. I like ribbing him. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about Becky in a few minutes here, but um, you know when so you yeah, put the, it like the, that, then people are gonna think I'm sexist. <laughs> you have to throw my you have to tag my name on the statement um now we'll get into more of it but i i, I just the ending i'm afraid to watch it because i know how i felt at the time but yeah uh, i guess well mike what what have you rewatched? well i'm gonna say that you know like in in years to come um mm. i will be revisiting wrestlemania 35 because i i think because of the potentially a botch at the end of the the women's main event um it doesn't it doesn't make me feel good to watch it again <laughs> um for kofi i don't think this will be his greatest match i think it's it's cool that we finally we got off the schneid um somehow wwe just could not find a single black guy to win the title until 2019 <laughs> um but what i will rewatch with pride because it's it feels like it's finally behind us, and it's part of it, part of it is because of the way they booked it was Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins pulling the curtain, which you know if we had betting odds for what match was going to pull the curtain, that would probably be second to last, um, and that's only because of the guarantee <laughs> that the right. women were going last. Yep. Um, Heyman mar- marching out there and saying we're getting the hell out of here, we're going where we're appreciated. Um, you know, Lesnar pulling the dirty deeds. Uh, apologies to Dean Ambrose. Pulling the dirty deeds and attacking Seth before the bell. You know, gets the blood boiling. It's the first match of the night. We're already electrified. Yeah. And then we got a happy ending. We got Rollins, you know, delivering a low blow. And then multiple stomps. And then a championship. Held high over his head. Swinging it like a lasso. Roping his, you know, love into our hearts. And my God. Uh, as much flack as we give lesnar for not being there all year round um when he has these huge moments like this and i know it's because he lost but still you can only be this overjoyed about his defeat because of you know previous victories um this is a match that i i will probably rewatch and and cheer even though i know what outcome is coming um yeah no it's also a quick one yeah for sure um he didn't quite set the record that samoa joe did uh when he crushed oh right i went 
I, I actually, so um, I know, again, your question is, you know, what am I going to rewatch later? But I did rewatch Samoa Joe and Ray 2, um, only because Samoa Joe tweeted out how quickly he beat him. And I was like, <laughs> ah, was it that quick? So I went and watched it and timed it out. Yeah, I think the WWE shop commercials are longer than that match. Um, and I think it, I know Joe is booked as a bad guy, but I think for all the people who, you know, pay money to go to WrestleMania, they were yeah. all pretty excited to see Samoa Joe come out on top. Uh, he got a WrestleMania moment, and I think what's fun is that we, you know, we're suspicious whether or not Vince McMahon actually likes Samoa Joe. And, uh, you know, they want, you want to say some, Samoa Joe got his WrestleMania moment, but the match technically clocked in at 58 seconds. So Joe still has not gotten a WrestleMania moment. He's still two seconds away. Um, so maybe <laughs> next year, Joe. We, we got to change your definition of moment <laughs> in a minute. A WrestleMania, 58 we, seconds of fame. That's, that's what all, you get. You, um, this whole time you've been thinking it was a WrestleMania minute. Well, uh, you didn't get your <laughs> WrestleMania minute. You and Sheamus. <laughs> Uh, man, uh, let's do this. Uh, what what were you embarrassed the most about from WrestleMania? Like, uh, you know, if, if you WrestleMania is tech, you know, usually where it's a it's a meeting, right? It's a it's a the fraternity of wrestling fans, but also those people who used to love wrestling, or you know, maybe they know that Ronda Rousey exists or Brock exists, or they want to see Cena or the Undertaker. But what match just made you really embarrassed to have those people in the same room as you as you're defending pro wrestling? What match just made you go, oh, God, please, please, friend of mine, go to the bathroom so I don't have to try and explain what just happened? Matt, well, your thoughts? I don't know if I really had that moment this year. Um, I had fun explaining what Thugonomics was. You know, like, <laughs> it, it yeah. really, even, like... Um, you know, I feel like the Iconics really just turned into something where the entire room was, like, turned on. And I don't mean, like, turned on, turned on. I don't mean sexually. I mean, like, the whole room just went, whoa, look at look at their outfit. That's awesome. And, like, yeah. these are people that don't watch wrestling. So I, yeah. I don't know if I could, like, figure that out. I mean, maybe, like, for myself, um... It's always embarrassing to see the the women's uh, battle royal trophy, and you know you just kind of laugh it off. But even this year, I feel like now we're a year we're a year in, and it's not as you know it's not quite as embarrassing anymore because we've already explained it a year ago. And and at this point, it's just embarrassing for that other person who doesn't recognize it, who shows up to your your WrestleMania parties every year. So I, I'm gonna say I Mike, I don't think there was an answer. To that because they're i think they just did a good job but what are you what are you embarrassed about i i gotta figure you had something in mind i think honestly like from pre-show all the way through my god we were there past midnight uh eastern time um yeah i don't think there's a real standout eye roll moment i think the only i'm tough glad part... i'm glad you asked this question mike <laughs> Well, you know, we're, we're brothers. Might disagree on something. Um, I think the only one that you would have had to explain was yeah. the Becky Lynch finish. Uh, yeah. I, I don't even think... I think what would have happened in that moment 
that wouldn't have been like an embarrassing moment or like why do you watch this i think it would have just been and we know at that point uh our parties had uh you know disbanded so nobody actually made it to the main event except for me and you (laughs) but yeah that you know that's that's on the wwe You, you can't have seven hours of pro wrestling and expect like think about this is not the conversation you wanted but wrestlemania is supposed to be an opportunity for the casual fan to get in there right like seven hours is not the way to get the casual fan interested in pro wrestling especially when you're trying to do two amazing moments in one show of kofi kingston and then becky lynch it's just that's they've got to pull back from seven goddamn hours all right i i I said my you know with that said, I think some of the fluff then would be Triple H versus Batista, which, you know, you and I don't need that match, and I don't think the people listening to the show really need no. that match. But how long did we fans, explain to casual fans who Batista was? Batista is not The Rock. I'm sorry, Batista's in big movies, but the the person who isn't going to be into pro wrestling is not going to know who Batista is. They're just not. Yeah, I disagree. He's been. In- you know he's he has disney movies but not like the casual human being the the average human being doesn't follow actors and directors so it's not something where you can slot in a guy who's not even a star of his own movie well i, I think gonna, the average person disagree on that one the average so person that, does not know what steven spielberg looks like like let me let me throw at the the other match that i feel kind of got the the casual fans invested and i i was i was a little surprised um the miz versus shane mcmahon so i think that has the name recognition from you know like mtv for the miz and mcmahon if you have any any knowledge on wrestling you know in some capacity vince mcmahon and it stands to reason that another mcmahon is probably related um so yeah you know that match (laughs) not just the the violence sorry i got a got a coffee delivery here from my better half thank you oh Wow, coffee at nine o'clock at night. I got some right here. Some cinnamon. Um, Yeah, that match got uh, got people invested. They liked the family drama. They liked watching people fall off of things that are up high. Um, Yeah, I guess Matt. (laughs) Before we kind of back away from um, WrestleMania, you know, we do want to move on to the future because that's what wrestling's all about moving forward. Kind of a kind of just kind of a fun little question. I think we touched on it, you know, a week or so ago. But now that it's confirmed, Kofi Kingston is the first Black WWE champion. Matt, hot tag. Will the second Black champion also be from the New Day? That's a hot tag. Yes. It uh. Is. Yes. What That's if my it? answer was no? Absolutely not. <laughs> you take those two fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> there, this is not a yes or no question. There is a very good chance that, uh, I mean, you know how I feel about Big E already and him doing the splits. God damn, stop banging your fucking mug with your spoon. But Big E doing the splits was just fun. I mean, that just goes to show how like how entertaining these guys are and how much fun they have and and the fact that we're having fun with them, like that's what makes it entertaining. 
they're they're absolute pro wrestling gold um to say i guarantee a member of the new day will win the 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 second god damn it will win this will be the second uh wwe champion i don't i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put an answer on that because we've we've got the velveteen dream coming up soon um you know you know what else yeah, is that's interesting? a good guess um i mean i also wonder if they're gonna try to give apollo cruz a coach or something because he's you know at least gotten the kurt angle push uh well look let's let's jeepers creepers I, why why do we need to to force it like there are well what well, we're not we're not bad people because we're we don't think apollo cruz shouldn't be wwe champion like kofi kingston did it but xavier woods and Big E are right there if they were right. fighting for this wwe championship it would be just as believable and i've been preaching this since last money in the bank and i've been saying you can make the new day and a wwe championship work and they did it because yep. they're all having fun and they're very entertaining. They're great on the mic and they're talented in the ring. And Apollo Crews is not that great on the mic. So it's okay that he doesn't become WWE champion. That he does a standing shooting star press. I what's don't not entertaining about that? Fuck. Attack. Tell us what's boring <laughs> about standing shooting star press. No, you're, you're right. It's, it's very good it. for half a second. Mike, I would gladly let him win the intercontinental championship and then lose it the next week he can totally be that guy and you know I why you still, do that i still have a hot tech question i need answered please oh tell God. me how a standing shooting starts press is boring Matt, hot tech it's not all right okay answer. there you go Paulo cruz wwe champion you heard it from matt all right <laughs> well that wraps up mania standouts uh matt nxt standouts uh was it another in a long line of perfect nxt shows yeah Dave Meltzer, uh, what did he he said? The uh, Gargano Adam Cole is the greatest pro wrestling match of all time. So, oh my I, god, <laughs> yeah, uh, I couldn't believe he did that because he's definitely one of those guys that likes to you know call kind of go against uh, whatever's popular to to make his selections. And it's not like he said you know the women's triple threat was the greatest match of all time, which would be. You know that would just be wrong yeah um but yeah this will you ask me about what matches am i gonna go back and watch probably well, this yeah, the yeah i've already rewatched era trying uh, to take gargano over johnny gargano times. yeah now if you go back to episode 73 and you listen to how i predicted that match would go god damn did it go exactly how i said it would go with johnny getting over the undisputed era and finally getting the pin i mean when you when you think about everything he had to overcome in that match um and again like overcoming the pure evil and we we were trying to figure out why does adam cole get slotted into this role it's because johnny gargano is overcoming evil and the undisputed era is that best representation of what's left in nxt uh to to tell that that evil story and uh man i'm patting myself on the back right now for nailing it um well, it's it's kind of, it's basically a, an expected segment every week on Brothers of Discussion. Um, how's Magnetair's yeah. rotator cuff patting himself on the back? Um, I wish that we did do live video when we were recording, so I could have like a little a video cut of me. Yeah, you know, like I, a little crappy flash of my huge head, and I'm like patting myself on the back. Yeah, I'd like to give you a good slap on the back. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know if Meltzer's just trying to get in the news or it's whatever, but I, I sincerely enjoyed like the Ricochet Adam Cole match 
much more. He doesn't need to try to get in the news. I you know, know how many people that's... wait at his door just, uh... <gasps> oh, he, it's like in, um, oh, Jesus, Mad Max Fury Road when everybody's waiting for the water underneath, um, what's his name? And he, he finally oh, and Mor- does. Oh, Morton really- Joe? Yeah. Yeah, Morton Joe. And he finally does release the water. Like, that's how people treat Meltzer. Of course, we are the Mad Maxes of pro wrestling discussions. So yeah. We don't give a fuck what Meltzer says. I just brought it up for the sake of, like, we think this match is awesome. So if the guy that we hate thinks this match is also awesome, maybe it really is one of the best matches of all time. <laughs> I, uh, it was, you know, it's the usual for my NXT. Get right now. Over me. Blow me. Uh, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's the usual from TakeOver. Uh, Start to finish, pretty much, pretty much an A+. Um, You got a swan song for Ricochet and Alistair who look like they're going to, yeah, another perfect show. Um, (laughs) You know, they got their swan song against the War Raiders who everybody came out stronger looking in that match. Um. I thought Matt Riddle, he impressed the crap out of me. Um, Ew. I just crapped all over. Um, he did. I went and visited Mike's apartment to watch NXT, and we spent about 30, probably 35 minutes cleaning up the shit off his couch. Yes. Um, so use my experience, right, to do some self-reflecting. Um, before you power wash poop off your walls, make sure you have a plastic cover on your couches. Otherwise, you're just power washing the poop <laughs> onto the furniture. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely a Harvey Keitel. Your what was his name? The Wolf Man? The Wolf? Yeah, the Wolf. We need a we needed a uh, Harvey Keitel version for poop. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell was I talking about? Oh, no, just uh, I just wanted to comment, because Matt Riddle, we've been giving him some heck, I think. Because um, we wanted to see more out of him in the ring and hear more out of him you know, on the mic, besides just the word, bro. Yeah. Um, obviously, this wasn't an opportunity to talk, but he did get to have a really good match with Velveteen. And Velveteen did you know his damnedest to be one of the most entertaining bastards over the whole weekend. Um especially when he took about five minutes of punishment, five consecutive minutes of punishment from Riddle, and then turned it around with some classic Hulk Hogan hulking up. Um, and that got a popski out of the brothers of discussion. So I, I hope the the fans out there, the BOD, uh, also got to enjoy that moment, because it, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Ladies, Mitch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a lot of time, I mean, you know, if you have... No- I, I can jump in here. Sometimes I watch wrestling. Um, yeah, I, I don't think... Matt, are you going to be re-watching that match? I, I probably won't. No. Be. No, I, I, all that was uh, cemented for me was how how badly I did want Shayna to win that match and then um, how much I like EO and, I you know, the, the potential to take a, a good tag team and turn them against each other would, would be fun. <laughs> Uh, it's probably not time for that. It might be time for them to get called up to SmackDown! But, um, you know, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, nothing, nothing great. And the way that the, the way that the women's division has been shaping up the last couple months, when you say that this show is status quo, I, I'm sorry to say it, but that's kind of what we're talking about, is this is also sort of the same. Um, nothing really amazing 
and and nothing really super rewatchable. And, and the crowd was a part of that too. Uh, they they weren't super excited, but I you know I we'll talk about NXT UK in a little bit. Um, but I I am really hoping Rhea Ripley is gonna come to this division soon. Yeah. Uh, because it looks like NXT UK just got a major addition, so I th- I think it's about time that uh, Rhea comes over, and uh, you know I think she'll she'll actually become a face. I I think she's that type of heel character right now that the fans are so behind. She'll just come in and be a badass yeah. face. Well, uh, just the last thing about the ladies' match, um, I think <laughs> it, it really cemented that Shayna far and away is the class of the division. Um, oh. If I could, real quick, yeah, I think that we've cemented that we use the word "cemented" uh, way too often. Um, <laughs> I, we just, I think we just accidentally used it, and then three straight <laughs> dissecting these uh, three different matches. You really can't say "cemented" enough. Anyway, <laughs> cementing, uh, you know, brick and mortar Shayna Baszler herself. Uh, <laughs> she. she uh, She's really laying out the pavement. Um, Damn it! I was gonna. No. <laughs> she. Uh, I was like, what else is there? Uh, there's bricks. Uh, pavement. Well, what was you know um, what what was nice about um, Shayna winning is it meant that if she'd lost, we would have that expectation for her to be there at WrestleMania, and that would mean the main event would be probably a little overbooked. Uh, yeah. It's just like when we had that goofy rumor about you know McGregor and Ric Flair and. Uh. Yeah. God. So luckily, none of that happened, and it, it just. You know how you save this women's match? Yeah. <laughs> With some men. Let's yeah. get some men in that women. Yeah. Woo. Um. And uh, are we missing anything else? Oh, we yeah. had the. Oh my God, we ended the almost seven hundred day reign of terror of Pete Dunne over the UK oh, division yeah. uh, against Walter. Great match. Uh, fans, I think you were right. Uh, it was kind of maybe like. 60% knew what was going on, but when you only have 60% and you see, like, 100% react to Velveteen Dream and Johnny Gargano, it just, it does kind of take away from it. But that was one one hell of a match, and uh, we got everything we wanted from Walter. Yeah, uh, I couldn't tell if it was, um, yeah! like, lack of... We need some Bugenhagen. Yeah. I couldn't tell if it was a lack of um, interest or if it was just like being emotionally drained, because um, you can't you, you can't ask a crowd to go a hundred miles an hour you know for a full show. Um, but yeah, uh, you know Pete Dunn definitely got his poor chest destroyed by the slaps of Walter, um, yep. but I don't think he ever came off as heart. being um, you know necessarily overmatched um he he had that um he had that presence you know that we've talked about before where daniel bryan would say you know you could put me in the ring as an underdog against brock but if it doesn't even look like physically you know i have a chance of being an underdog victor it's you know it's a stupid thing to book and pete dunn presented himself in such a way that that i don't think that ever crossed anybody's mind it just looked like an obstacle that would be really really tough to overcome for pete and it turned out hot it tag. was hot tag question. Yeah, Mike, let's let's rewind the clocks back to WrestleMania 30. Now that I now that you say that, how awesome would SummerSlam have been if they booked that same Daniel Bryan match that we just had back in November with Brock Lesnar, but Daniel Bryan is the double champ, 
He's Brian Two Belts. And he... I couldn't help What him. are we doing? <laughs> okay. He's Brian Two Belts, and then he loses to Brock Lesnar in the same exact match that we just watched at Survivor Series. Do we have, like, a whole new respect for Brock Lesnar? Or, like, did, did the world change? Did we... Did the did the wrong dice was the wrong dice cast, or do you think we hate Brock Lesnar that much more? Uh, so we're re fantasy booking what was already a story tale ending. Uh, no, for WrestleMania You're... thirty, I'm confused. What are we doing here? Oh my God! So you weren't listening. No, but at SummerSlam was the plan was going to be Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. So what if they booked it where Brock still won and we we just watched, you know, we watched Daniel Bryan hold the titles from WrestleMania to SummerSlam, but Brock's just too much. Yeah, you know what? You're not into this. this yeah, I don't I don't know where we're going with this. What are you talking about? Are we still at WrestleMania 30 or No, you just have to listen. To what well, I'm you, asking you. You mentioned WrestleMania 30, so I thought we were yeah. looking at alternate timelines or something. What is, what is this? We, Avengers we Endgame? What are you doing? No! What are we bringing back <laughs> Spider-Man and Black Panther? No, what are you talking we're, about? We're moving on. You are not keeping up. No, um, we're keeping up. All right, move so are on we doing this NXT. Year? So you're talking about you want to do... No, no, uh, no. Like, we're, we're definitely 1,000% moving on. Uh, <laughs> hold on. 2,000% says we're going to stay here. Okay, so... You're saying that you Jesus want Daniel Christ. to win at Survivor Series? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay, what are you talking <laughs> what about? What the fuck did you hear? <laughs> Daniel Bryan wins the fucking titles at WrestleMania 30. <laughs> he holds the belts till SummerSlam, <laughs> and then he fucking loses to Brock Lesnar in the same way he just lost to Brock Lesnar. He didn't lose to Brock Lesnar. He lost to Kofi. Yeah, but he lost to Brock Lesnar in November, like I said. This past <laughs> November, he lost to goddamn Brock Lesnar. So, are you Okay, so you're just saying Daniel Bryan has a four-year reign of terror. Like No! <laughs> Jesus Christ! You you're so stupid. <laughs> you are so dumb. Can you... <laughs> you're so fucking dumb. <laughs> This is my favorite question so, you've ever asked. You oh. brought up, listen to me, you brought up Daniel Bryan fighting Brock Lesnar. So I said, let's rewind re rewind the clock. Yeah. No, no, fighting Brock Lesnar, not beating Brock Lesnar. So I said, God damn it, let's go back to WrestleMania 30 and Daniel Bryan wins the titles. Okay. And I said, the plan was for Daniel Bryan to fight Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Daniel Bryan obviously didn't get there, so that's supposed to be in the back of your mind. Okay. But we rewrite history where goddamn fucking Daniel Bryan makes it to goddamn fucking SummerSlam, and then he fights Brock Lesnar and has the match he had with Lesnar <laughs> this past November. This is why I didn't want to re-ask this question, because now you're just All there's right, so... no way we're going to get an interesting conversation out of this. Okay, so now, 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 what do I do with this information? So I told you I was ready to move on. I just, you said, make sure you understand what I'm asking. All right, so, I would suggest, uh, you know, let's pose this question to the the brothers in discussion faithful. 
I would not put it in a tweet because you'd probably have to have a series of tweets. Uh, I would maybe make it like a tome or, you know, like a... God, uh, like a Dante Alighieri, like, epic poem. Uh, so we can get the full layout of this fantasy booking. I hate you so much. I don't know what uh, you're talking about. <laughs> I still don't know what I, the question is. I, all I What's did... What's the question? What's the question? All I did was take what you said and applied it to something that happened five years ago. I took the words out of your mouth. And applied them at a different point okay. of, of what time. Do you, what do you think I said? <laughs> you said Daniel Bryan yeah. was talking about fighting Brock Lesnar and if he got oh, destroyed. Oh, looking believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So then we fantasy book Daniel not getting hurt and they, yeah, he fights see, Brock. No, stop it. Stop. We're, we're moving on because we're you're just going to shit. Wait, no. we, we got the thread. You're we got the thread. No, we got the no, thread. No, no. We got this. We got it. We are all right. So NXT this week, Candice LeRae was in hey, a match. You skipped tidbits. And it happened. What? We skipped the tidbits. We're gonna. We were talking about NXT. Now we can talk NXT right. again. Let's talk about Candice LeRae. Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking murder you, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's just. Well, our show notes say Candice LeRae beat someone. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> forgive me when... <laughs> forgive me when I feel like we're not taking this segment super seriously. Um, she defeated yeah, Aaliyah. Making a point. <laughs> yeah. She defeated Aaliyah, who hangs out with... Uh, is it Vanessa Bourne? They're, they're just two mean girls, and they wear fancy clothes, and... They're mean to Candice because she has a stupid entrance song, I think. I don't know. Um, Matt, I think the most interesting thing out of this match is, by God, hot tag. Do we do we have anyone in this these three women? Ugh, is one of them going to step up to Shayna? Matt, your thoughts? Uh, I'm, uh, I'd am i ask everybody to rewind the podcast about five or ten minutes where I said, please, God, Rhea Ripley... Come save the women's division of, of okay. NXT. Uh, so, so, so that's my answer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just is, getting there, the impression is... now, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if Mike does listen to what I say. I know he responds when I'm done talking. And that's, that's because I've I've formed a good pattern where I just... I, I do I this think... thing where I trail off perfectly and then I give like a, like a quick stop and then he knows it's his turn to talk. I think you make a good point. Uh, Velveteen <laughs> Dream perfectly. and Cody Murphy are going to start feuding. I hate you so much. <laughs> no, the most... Let's go back to what you said about the most interesting thing. But let's not say the most interesting thing about Candice LeRae. Let's say the most interesting thing about the show <laughs> was Undisputed Air getting in a fight. And they Ooh. showed this after they recapped every goddamn match from takeover as they love to do and you made a good point we need to start remembering not to watch nxt <laughs> the week of wrestlemania uh because or the week of any takeover because most of the show is just recaps any hoozles the uh undisputed era comes backstage and they get in a little verbal um clash here because obviously they're they're frustrated 
Yes. All the losing, all the guarantees of winning, none of that has come to fruition. And, you know, Roderick Strong, what the fuck were you doing, man? Adam, was, could he had to depend on you, man, to get that victory. What were you doing, Roddy? <laughs> fuck, man. Get your head in the game. So, it's all Roderick, obviously, it's all Roderick Strong's fault yeah. that Adam Cole lost. I can't. I can't stress enough, uh, Mike. I can't stress enough how yeah. correct I was going back to January when Matt first declared that Roderick Strong would be kicked out of the Undisputed Era, and here we are—the first promo to hint that the Undisputed Era is ready to move on from dumb old Roddy Strong. Woo! Matt, I know your wife is a doctor, but I think you might want to divorce her and look for a wife who is a shoulder surgeon because your rotator cuffs are in trouble, my friend. <laughs> um, in terms of this breakup, do you feel like this is the easiest way to do this? Just getting rid of the new guy? I mean, it's better than getting rid of Bobby Fish. <laughs> yeah. Do you, okay, well, I'll tell you. That was a fun sentence to say. Is there any way that the person who gets kicked out of Undisputed Era succeeds? No. So I can't no, imagine. No, like, like right now, I love like, think about Roderick Strong. I can't imagine him on his own. I can't imagine, uh, you know, <laughs> Roderick. He can't talk. You know, he has no personality. Um, All right, Mike. Here's here's what happens to Roderick Strong's career. I wish this. I wish this was like Matt. Hot tag question. Fantasy book Roderick Strong's career. Because that's a hot tag question. Not, Matt, is something racist going to happen or not with the WWE? That's hey. not a hot... Don't ask me those questions. Well, <laughs> I'll cross that one off, I guess. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, coming back to Roderick Strong. <laughs> is this about his race? His career will, oh. will involve... If he gets kicked out of Undisputed Era, he will feud with Adam Cole... He'll probably feud with like Daniel Bryan, and then he'll just fade away. Like that—that that is the the future of Roddy Strong. If they do actually part ways now, best case scenario is yes. they do part ways. <clears throat> Roderick Strong is actually in a match at a takeover, fighting the Undisputed Era. Right now he's back at his oh shucks. Um, I'm the underdog sort of character again. Yeah. And then Undisputed Era goes to the main roster and starts getting beat up. But their old pal Roddy Strong shows up. That is best case scenario for Roderick Strong in his career in the WWE. Um, nice. So, Mike, to answer your hot tag question of what happens with Roderick Strong's career, should he depart from Undisputed Era, that, that would be my, my fantasy booking answer. That was fun. Thanks for ask, asking that question. Oh, you are um, very welcome. So now moving on to NXT UK. Did you want to talk about Undisputed Era or uh, Velveteen Dream? Uh, nothing. Maybe of maybe not, you want to talk about. Length. I think I'm just you want to talk to about see Jackson Buddy Murphy Rocker. not you know fade into you know oblivion. Uh, you know he's gonna feud with arguably the most charismatic man in all of WWE's payroll. Yeah. So you know what. But, I loved the Roderick Strong thing happening because it made me feel like I'm right again. But oh I God. love this Velveteen Dream thing even more. And I think it's because I didn't predict it, you know? Like, sometimes I like when these things surprise me. Um, <clears throat> and this this is fun. This is a fun surprise. I don't think 
uh it's gonna change like like for buddy like you said it's good to see that he'll have some work to do uh now that he lost the title and there's officially no more rematches like official rematch clause so uh for the next step for buddy to jump into velveteen dream we know this guy can go and we've also been saying when you're 206 live um and up you probably should stop fighting in 205 so i think i think we could all see buddy is uh a few pounds over 205 so um that good good all around for the uh for the gimmick uh for the dream and for the fans and we're back so moving on to nxt uk um <laughs> the kiwi bosso the kiwi bosso cassio zoro Oh, um, I was doing Nigel. Oh, I was trying to do their in-ring in announcer. I kind of like that guy. Yeah, he's um, pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Uh, he's pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it that was, was a good it was match. A, it was an okay match. You know, it was fine. It was, it was good. good. It was nice. It was good and fine and nice. Um, oh, my God. Mike, that was like the best Cassius Ono match I've ever seen. And oh, those roll-up pins to get the win, I, I think, are perfect. I just, I would have liked the I like how we did the, the Rubik's Cube. I've never seen that yeah. before. Oh, it was great! And and the uh, we finally got an explosion from the fans during a Kiwi Buzzsaw match. Um, <laughs> where they that wasn't a Jordan Devlin Kind of sleepy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I like that Jordan ah. Devlin promo, by the way. Uh, I'm pretty pumped for that guy to finally get, like, a real title shot um he was yeah pretty, not like uh like, yeah you know pete dunn he's out he's a loser all right me 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 my turn my turn i don't I, give me walter like he's not scared yeah. he's a he's a devious little shit he can't wait to fight that that giant you know caveman brown brooding goofball <laughs> devlin's taking I, it I downtown it's important for devlin to get a title shot that isn't a card filler I think that would be Ooh. fantastic. How about and a title hate... shot that's not on a weekly episode of NXT UK? How about that? Yeah! That was a uh, misplaced um, NXT UK song. Um, oh, the new Slipknot song? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we also got we... Piper. Yeah, that, Piper Nevin that had her. Vic, Vic Joseph kept calling her Niv Nevin, and I thought it was Niven, but I guess it's Piper It's a Nevin. British thing, yeah. Uh, um, against the uh, gorgeous Killer Kelly. Uh, Killer Kelly. Oh man, those. Uh, not that I want to sound like a pervert here, but um, man, that was a surprise. I. I uh, she's um, very uh, hippie, and um, mm. it was fun to watch. Ah, and yes. I was alone in my office. Anyway, uh, Piper gets the win. Mike, you you. Uh, how took, much for took the note here? How much for you to put me in a chokehold? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you took Nevin, the note here on the finisher uh, for Piper. Piper did one of my favorite um, like big person moves when they do a running cannonball and mush you into the corner. And then yeah. I can't tell if it was a Mishinoku driver. It, it, it wasn't quite one. And Nigel didn't give her credit driver. either. He what? Yeah, Vic Vic called it the driver. There's a driver. Nigel is just like, quite a driver there, Vic. What do you think? Looks like a driver there. Yep. <laughs> He's Australian now. <laughs> or I guess more Kiwi. Um. So it's a driver. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. He's not ready to move on to the next Is that what's segment. going on? <laughs> yeah. 
Are, are we saying that as Nigel, I sound like I'm Kiwi? That's, that's kind of how he sounds, though. He, he Quite just a driver kinda... there. There's what, a driver. Uh, what do you got there, Piper? There's a driver. <laughs> you going for the driver? Uh-oh, she's going for the cannonball. Oh, boy. That, that uh, looked like it hurt. All right, let's move on to uh, Rhea crashing the scene. He doesn't even say that, though. Cannonball, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my. What a cannonball. Into the corner. Kelly Kelly is in big trouble now. And then you'll just hear our dear friend Nigel just go, Hey, what do you, you form yourself into a bowl? Yep. <laughs> he does not sound like that. Yes, he does. <laughs> Here's the driver. Kelly she's going to go down for the one, two, three. Yep, that's, and then uh, he goes quite the like driver she was, uh, there. Driven. She was driven. Yep. Here. <laughs> no, you're just doing a Taika Waititi impression now. <laughs> because you're being uh, Krug or Ray whatever. Ripley, Krug, she's Ragnarok. coming in. She wants revenge on Pipers. They're gonna feud. And I'm starting to sound like what's his name from Glow? Uh, Mark Marin. No, the oh yeah, announcer. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> And then All right, uh, Nigel will uh, just be like, yeah, that's uh, Rhea Ripley, former champion. Hmm? <laughs> he huh? does not sound like that. He does too. <laughs> Nowhere near. Let's go to the tapes. All right. So um, I don't have Eric Bugenhagen anymore, but Mike, as you put it, albino guy, Jack <laughs> Stars comes out to a uh, an ACDC cover, which I thought was pretty freaking sweet. Yeah. So I, I'm on board with uh, with Jack Stars, but he's obviously coming out there if, to get his ass kicked. If you think by, you uh, don't Joe know Jack Stars, you actually do. He's the guy in the Walter highlights who gets his chest kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> but he still has a great entrance theme. That yes. that is the interesting conversation. That's all wrestling really is sometimes. Um, and then uh, Mike, we got one hell of a Tony Storm match. Um, I might even argue. One the of best. Best. So I made I put out a tweet on uh, at BOD podcast that for the first time since NXT UK started, they were miles ahead of NXT normal show. Oh. Hashtag normal show. Um, non derivative. This, this NXT maybe it's just because I'm becoming more familiar with the characters. We got an amazing match from Cassius, and we got a great Tony Storm match probably one of her best and of course the piper debut debut is fun i just said debut um and of course i hope she's gonna take over for rhea ripley so that that women's division can get some heat Woo! um but yeah this is overall just a great show for nxt uk and i think um i think i want to hear your final thoughts i think that what this is doing um because we're painting you know, like Cassius is coming over to get over the Kiwi Buzzsaw, who's won uh, exactly zero feuds since he's been on the UK roster. Um, ono doesn't lose anything by losing. Um, you know, Tony and Jenny both got over. Uh, Piper, Kelly, and Rhea all got over in one segment. Um, and we're a week away from the Superstar shakeup. So I think this is really coming at a good time because it seems like the people on the UK roster are, are being elevated and now we can insert people we know we have a little more familiarity with to really get this, you know, entire uh you know, production to the next level. You know, where we you know, start making dedicated time to it, you know, like we do for um you know, the Florida taped NXT. Um so yeah, this this was just a great hour of programming. 
Um, you know, it wasn't an hour of summations from what happened on the, the pay-per-view. So I'm very optimistic to watch uh, more and more UK uh, NXT wrestling. Yeah, and at least they prove that it's easy to have a show ready to go in the can and not have to give us some baloney of, you know, Montez for or the Street Profits, you know, against... I, I, we like Eichner and, and Bartel, but, I mean, that was a stinker. Um, yeah. Anywho, let's, let's talk some tidbits before we get into all the uh, uh, Kofi Kingston and Becky Lynch, Lynch fun um, that happened on Raw and SmackDown. Mike, those tidbits, let's talk about Dean Ambrose hanging it up. Hangs up his WWE gear. Yep, yeah. that happened. Yeah, um, you know, I'm not it's really been, sad. It's been promoted for a couple months. You know, that this yep. is this is the end of his WWE career, and it sounds like he's kind of tired of what they're doing with to him creatively. Unless um, he has a dinosaur sock puppet. Yeah, I think uh, the one <laughs> thing to to take away from this is Bobby Lashley got the last licks in uh, Dean Ambrose. Um, you know, putting him through a table, did. and you know, Renee came to his aid, and Renee was also making comments about. This won't be his last match. Um, I just wonder, Matt, is there any merit to those ridiculous, you know, Reddit rumors? Um, you know, that this is just a big swerve from Dean Ambrose, and he's he's actually going to hang around. I think he'll be back. I'm going to say that. I, I I don't know. They they did have that video at the end of Raw where Seth Rollins. Um, called out roman and dean and they all did like a little fist bump thingy and dean kind of said his farewell i feel like that is going above and beyond what the wwe normally does to swerve us so i feel like this isn't the start of them really trying to write good story i feel like they've had years and years of opportunity to start writing good story and why would they start now so I think it's over because of the post raw farewell. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Was that not fun? No, I just there's there's that's fine. I'm just acknowledging right. that's a fair opinion. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think he's gone. Um, it it wouldn't surprise me just the way they like to you know screw things up sometimes, but you know maybe yeah. Best case scenario, he kind of has like a, a Drew McIntyre reboot, um, where he goes away to you know lesser productions, um, you know is the the big fish in the little pond over there, and then he could come back to WWE triumphantly, um, and you know be taken a little more seriously as the main event player. Um, Better have as big a pecs as Drew when he gets back. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, yeah, he's got to look jacked. Um, Matt. Uh, more big news uh you know yeah. dean, dean hangs up his wwe gear but apparently batista uh via instagram is retiring from in-ring performances um just kind of a you know kind of some sad news um you know at least I... he, he did go out you know without a ridiculous you know i quit match or a you know career on the line match at wrestlemania it you know just looked like he you know like he wanted he went out on his terms. He got to do a WrestleMania match against one of his best friends in the wrestling world, Triple H. Uh, and he, you know, he didn't go out looking, you know, absurdly old or, you know, absurdly, ab absurdly, absurdly out of place. <laughs> um, 
you know, he could still hit his, you know, Batista bombs. He could still hit his spine busters, and they look good. Um, you know, and they did kind of an old school hardcore match, so they didn't have to do too too many moves that could result in you know double quadricep tears. Uh, looking yeah. at you, Mister H. Um, Matt, uh, you know, what do you what do you think? Um, what are you gonna miss the most? Because I out of you know not seeing Batista in the ring anymore, what was one of your favorite aspects of Batista the wrestling character? Well, I mean, we're obviously well past like having to uh expect anything out of batista on a weekly basis um but it, he he was always good for for a meme it seems like even in his last run he he did a really good job of of saying dumb things so that we could make fun of it um and i you know i never really craved a, a batista match so I, I think it all comes back to the mic and and he's just so intense and uh goofy at the same time that uh he just he's he's fun to make fun of and that's probably not what Batista wants to hear when he's listening to Brothers of Discussion. He wants to hear uh, our tears hitting the microphone. But, uh, you, you know, I, I think I think it'll be an easy transition considering he hasn't really been in pro wrestling for a while. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to miss, Mike? Well, I think that's fair. No, I, it's just something that we, you know, touched upon, um, you know, months ago. And it was first rumored that he was going to come back. Um he openly declared his love for professional wrestling and that he, you know, didn't want to be a one-off in a Royal Rumble where he's in the ring for 90 seconds, um, you know, before getting unceremoniously he, dumped. He wanted yeah. to do, you know, week-to-week promos. He was willing to take bumps. He did, you know, a 15-plus minute match. Um, was it, you know, Adam Cole versus Gargano? No, but, you know, it's you know different strokes for different folks so we got to see two you know 260 pound guys bludgeon each other and you know pull each other's nose nose rings out of their faces so um you know batista hats off thank you for the memories and uh we look forward to watching more of your movies uh matt yeah. let's uh so now you had a note here about pat mcafee pat mcafee <laughs> mcafee the McAfee. ex-punter uh, now a WWE talking head getting yelled at by Michael Cole. What are the details about this? What happened here? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but he was wearing shorts uh, while he was on TV for the WWE. Ah. And it's just, it's this really awful, like he just looks terrible in this. Or he's, you know, I guess he does like a weekly uh, or maybe even daily vodcast. And uh, he's surrounded by all of his bros. And they all know, like, his catchphrases. Oh, man, it's it's super sweet, Mike. Oh, man, Pat McAfee's so cool. Anyway, he looks like a super huge dick. He comes on to WrestleMania with rules that say no jorts. So he's an asshole and takes his tuxedo pants and cuts them into shorts. <laughs> Michael Cole rips him a new one, like the little bitch that he is. And I'm sorry. I watched this video. I fucking hate this guy, and I hope he's never on WWE programming again. Um, I, wow. You can see it in his face. Like, he's totally... He got yelled at by Michael Cole. He said he almost left WrestleMania, even though he had a job, just because he got yelled at by Michael Cole. And you know why he got yelled at? Because he's a fucking idiot who cut his tuxedo pants into shorts because the directions he got said no jorts so the asshole decided to play with what the directions he got were and totally disrespected the show 
the production, the fact that Michael Cole takes that seriously. Now, the story ends with Michael Cole coming back to him and apologizing and saying, I didn't, I wasn't mad for me. I was mad for you because this was your opportunity and I felt that you're, you're not taking it seriously and you're going to squander your WWE opp- opportunity. That's what Michael Cole said to him. What happened was, and and just, you know, if you feel differently after I told this story, and this is me, I watched this video twice, so I'm just telling this story a lot quicker than Pat McAfee did. <sighs> what it sounds like is that somebody said, Michael Cole, can you please go apologize to Pat McAfee because we need him to host this stupid watch party and he's about to bitch out and walk out of the stadium because you yelled at him for being a fucking idiot. So Michael Cole, being a professional, said, you know what? It doesn't matter if he wants to ruin his career. I will go apologize and tell him, hey, this is what I actually meant. And Pat McAfee ate it up. He ate that cake, the whole thing, even the fork. And the end of his story is, you know, I... I respect Michael Cole for coming to me and apologizing. You know what? Fuck you, you stupid idiot. You fucking moron. He came and apologized to you because you're a fucking baby and you just couldn't handle that someone called you out on being a stupid asshole. Um, I don't think he's cool. I don't think he's funny. I've heard him call Lions games and we're both from Michigan and everybody's just sucking the tea to Pat McAfee because he was so excited that our kicker scored a touchdown I, you know, I don't get it. He's just a stupid bro who is a punter. He's a punter. Come on. I I mean, seriously, who worships this guy? He doesn't deserve this job. He obviously doesn't respect it. Fuck him. I don't care. And he he told this story. It's like, ha ha, I'm getting, you know, I, I got... I, I ran into Vince McMahon and got away with it. Like, ah, fuck you, man. I I hated this story. I just wanted to bring it up yeah. in case anybody is sucking the tea to Pat McAfee. You know, I, I hearing that story um, doesn't uh, doesn't encourage one to uh, you know defend McAfee. Um, it you know. After we heard that Nigel McGuinness story, for example, you know, how he wanted to, he was right there with Daniel Bryan career-wise, and because of circumstance, you know, he had to back away from in-ring performing, and he had a voice, and Michael Cole reached out to him and said, hey, I think you're going to, you'd make a great, you know, member of our announcing team. I would love to hear the whole story of how Pat McAfee got recruited by WWE to be one of their talking heads when it's... It's not like the NFL where there's, you know, 16 games every week and these guys kind of, you know, switch roles. So there's like four, five, six people calling each game and the names can kind of get lost in the shuffle. WWE only has, you know, a handful of guys that you see every week. So I'd love to find out how Pat got recruited because I I don't I don't see it. Um, We talk so much about the WWE superstars being... uh, you know, almost like a movie, how you get cast. You know, how we need yeah. certain roles. We need underdogs. We need a guy who's a big, scary giant, you know, etc. And it now, now it feels like some of these peripheral guys, you know, I thought Sam Roberts, you know, he, I thought he was going to be the last of it, but it feels like Pat McAfee is in the same mold. 
where it's you know it's like they're trying to be the the jbl or you know at certain times jerry the king lawler like that heel commentator but you know in the cases with the you know jerry and and jbl those are former wrestlers you know yeah so it's like they had a level of credibility when you know they were you know saying negative things about what was happening in the ring or decisions that the wrestlers were making and McAfee, you know, looking like a clown, that's that's his own thing. I, I'm a little more just just kind of fed up with Sam Roberts. I don't I don't know who his demographic is, but I it's I'd be astounded to you know, learn that you feel different. I I'm tired of listening to him in the pre shows, you know, saying, Why's why's this wrestler doing this? Don't you think that's stupid? Yeah. Like No. I... You know, Corey Graves will say something that, you know, um, it's a little bit like, okay, let me put it this way. Corey yeah. Graves might belittle somebody, but it reminds me of this really good Mike Birbiglia quote where you, when you're telling a joke, you can think fuck, but you don't say fuck. But Sam Roberts always says fuck. <laughs> no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like... They, they've decided to create this character of Sam Roberts because whatever he was doing that was, like, fan-friendly wasn't getting over, so they decided to... It's like they're trying to make a caricature of what we do, but we have, like, reasoning. We have thought that goes behind what we're saying, and it's not a script. It's not us trying to look like an asshole. Uh, you know, I just don't want Apollo Crews to be my WWE champion, goddammit! Fuck! I want Big E to be my WWE champion. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's not just this petty, like, and and they're trying to write it like he's, pe- you know, petty and jealous. And when it's not about that, it's it's been about us critiquing what we love, and we spend so much time with it, and what he, the way he they, this character they've made. Because I won't bash Sam Roberts. I know they're in his ear. He's not going in there saying, I'm going to be a complete prick. They've created right. a character of Sam Roberts. He's, he's a caricature of himself. I but, mean, he's, um, he's gotten where he is because, you know, the, the, the great job and love he has for pro wrestling. And, you know, wrestlers yeah. have a choice. They don't have to do interviews on his show. They do it because they like him. So, you know, Sam Roberts, the man, is probably a stand-up guy. It's just... I, I'm just astounded. You're, I think you're right on the nose. Uh, I don't, I don't know what market research they did where we got to get. You know, people are only going to watch the pre-show if Sam Roberts is a dick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it just, about questioning with reason, not about being a dick. I just, it doesn't like. I don't want to tune in to see or hear him just be like overt. It's <laughs> yeah. not even like. Like, um, he's the flip side of the coin. He's just like being overtly. Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, that's like, a great way to look at it. I fucking hate that shit. I will not. The one thing I will watch of Stephen A. Smith is when people create videos of him talking out of both sides of his mouth, like what, like day to day, having different opinions. That I will watch till I die. However. Listening to him and absorbing an actual opinion of Stephen A. Smith, fuck that. No, never. 
Yeah, I hopefully, you know, as we've learned in past episodes, WWE loves listening to our episodes and, you know, taking that information into the writer's yeah. room. So. so get rid of Sam Roberts let's, and Pat let, McAfee. Yeah, let Sam Roberts at least be Sam <laughs> Roberts. How about that? Let's go fly right. a uh, kite. Well, we had uh, one of the bigger <laughs> Raws. You know, every year it's, you know, the Raw to watch. Uh, the crowd yeah. is usually insane. Uh, there's usually some returns, some debuts. It's the Raw after WrestleMania. Matt, um, I think the two two or three big moves here. Um, for me, I think my favorite one, I'm, I'm so excited to see that he's actually debuting, that he's, you know, mental health is in you know good shape. I was so excited to see Lars Sullivan. Um, yeah. He's one of my favorite monsters. I think maybe just because we've been there since day one, you know, when he came up in NXT. Um he will but be I, one of the few. He, he People uh, hate him on Twitter. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, they know the reality, and they know that he had, like, a psychological issue with becoming a main roster talent. And, uh, you know, this is the, the evil side of Twitter, but I, I've said enough. I, I, it's just people suck. Well, I, I love how they book them, because usually they just make the, you know, if you're big, you're just a, a dipshit. Um, but they, <laughs> in NXT, Morrow always did a really good job of, you know, booking him as a, a you know, an intelligent Leviathan. And it sounds like they're going to actually bring that up into Raw and SmackDown, so he's not just going to be a, a drooling goof. Um, he does kind of look like a drooling goof. He does look like Shrek. He looks exactly like a pale Shrek. Um, but he's a damn fine wrestler. His, his trunks let you know his name is Lars in all caps. Um, and I'm, I'm just pumped to see where they go with this character. Um, I have high hopes for him. Uh, he got to pummel some tag teams on Monday Night Raw. He got to pummel some tag teams on SmackDown. Matt, um, I guess what really, what jumped out at you for Monday Night Raw? Because that was, that was my big moment. Well... I, I actually, I was so excited about this, I was telling my wife, and I bring up my wife all the time, and she's not a huge pro wrestling fan, but I just, we're walking to dinner tonight, and I start gushing about Elias, and I was showing her pictures of Elias's fantastic reactions of, you know, the next man that interrupts the Elias show, it's gonna be a dead man, and just his, his stare into the camera and then that shit in your pants, like eyes wide look. <laughs> yeah. Was just, I mean, it was beautiful, perfect, and Elias should be the next Batista. Like, he should become a huge actor. This guy gets it. He's yeah. very talented. We know he's talented in the ring. We know he's a talented musician. Now we know he's a fantastic actor. This guy is is just all around. It has to become at some point our WWE champion or our Universal champion. And goddamn, is he booked to the moon um, to face you know The Rock and and John Cena and now The Undertaker. And man, he even sold that well where he was like, "I'm getting out of here." And then he changes his mind and steps back in the ring. And he's like, "Fuck it, let's do it." Yep. Runs at the Undertaker, gets the shit kicked out of him, but you know what? That's that's those are those major signs of respect for a character when the Undertaker has one job on Monday Night Raw 
He's not even booked for WrestleMania, but what's your job? You're going to come out for Elias. And it's like <laughs> that is what they you write into the script. And I, I just it's it's awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for Elias. I think we've loved Elias for such a long time. They tried to make him face for like a week and that didn't work out. Um, he's, he's a great heel. Let's just let us love the heel. And, uh, I, I, oh God. And then, um, well, I think we both want to talk about Sami Zayn. Yeah. Before we do, um, I just wanted to, uh, piggyback that thought because I'm, I, you know, you get so fed up with going on social media and people are like, you know, it's the same old crap, you know, but there's only like, you know, five stories to tell. I just, I loved Elias' stink on this story. Like, um, when Undertaker hits the ring and Elias starts to step out and he has that long pause where he's like, I should just walk away. Yeah. I should just walk away. Just it's the undertaker just walk away just walk away fuck it and then he turns around and gets <laughs> pummeled yeah. like the the extra beat you know that's that's the kind of comedy you know that not everybody is gifted with so bravo to mr elias <laughs> um one cool thing and uh becky lynch has already trashed it lacey evans uh put her best fist forward uh trying to declare herself a title contender against the man bucket lunch uh well crack you know right in the face yeah it was the women's right that took down the man um yeah i just <laughs> liked uh i think whoever put together becky's tw- uh, tweet for that was uh pretty clever <laughs> you know because basically she's just fighting young charlotte uh, I was going to say, you should say what the tweet was. I don't know which one well, you're talking about. Well, I couldn't about. remember it verbatim, right? So uh, try to dawdle a little bit there. And, uh, you guys, your, you guys uh, saw it, right? Real way to break down the yeah. app for him, you know? It's uh, at, at Becky Lynch. Just go back a couple days. Well, guys, find it. You know, don't listen to our show. Just check out Becky Lynch tweets, and uh, there you go. You know what? Turn off the podcast right now. Open up Twitter. Why are you listening to Becky the podcast? Lynch. You could just be watching wrestling right now. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, so, that's how I get that golden shovel. Am I right? Am I right? Yep. Um. those Yeah. Uh, I think the best part though is uh, I I miss Sami Zayn. Um, I'm glad to see he's back, and I love his new heel angle, um, where he just calls out the WWE universe, um, you know, for being critics. You know what? Fuck that angle. Fuck Sami Zayn. He doesn't know what he's talking about. All right, Sam Roberts. Calm down over there. All right, Sam Roberts. Oh, I thought it would be fun to be like, like we trash Sami Zayn every week. Oh, okay. But seriously, Sammy, grow up, man. This is pro wrestling. You just gotta, you you don't know how to take it. You just, you just think that you can walk in here and you're going to be able to just say we don't know what we're talking about. I've been watching wrestling for for 20... Uh, All right, don't uh, hurt yourself. Almost 20 right. years. And I, I tell you what, Sami Zayn, you just shut your mouth, young man. Because uh, uh, you, you haven't won the WWE Championship yet. And, and that says a lot about you, and um, you, you don't know. Are you you don't be, know. Uh, are you trying to be the fourth forgotten son? What's what's going on over there? 
Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, if I was a forgotten son, I would just be staring really hard into the microphone right now. Well, you should just, <laughs> just be staring at a picture of Jackson Riker. <laughs> what do I do, boss? <laughs> I put a poster of Jackson Riker above my bed, so that hopefully that'll go over well with the wife. Oh, yeah. She's actually in bed now, so she's staring at it. Oh, good, good, good. Um, yeah, just uh, <laughs> to close out Raw, excited for Sami Zayn. Uh, glad he's back. Um, Matt, you want to jump into SmackDown, well, and then well, we'll, we'll call the to, show? Way to no-sell my promo. Um, yeah, another, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say as uh, SmackDowns after Mania go, some good wrestling. Lars is fun again. Um, yeah. Hardy Boys won the SmackDown tag titles, uh, quote, for the first time. Hot tag, Matt, is there any way that's accurate? (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess, aren't we saying then when they won the Raw tag titles, that was their first time, or... I mean, they've won belts on SmackDown, haven't they? I I don't know. That's a stupid comment. You know, if I was Sam Roberts, that's, that's a stupid comment. You know what? If he said that, that would be out of character because he'd be right. Because <laughs> that is right that on is, the money, Sam Roberts. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Like that would be something that he wouldn't be allowed to call out. He just he calls out things to make him look even dumber, <laughs> like kind of a parody of us. <laughs> but yeah, th- it doesn't make any sense to call that out. We should just say they're they're tag team champions again. That yes. that should be the long and short of it. Yes. Uh, you know, we got to see the Hardy Boys triumphant. Uh, we got to see a mm-hmm. Becky Lynch triumphant promo. We got to see a Kofi, uh, pretty much a birthday celebration. Party. Yeah. But I think easily the most fascinating moment of SmackDown was that fucking chicken puppet. What the fuck is that? Um, Bray Wyatt has gone just completely insane, I guess. Is that what we're is that what we're going now with? i love eraser head as much as the next guy but what what is happening that eraser head reference is like for me and nobody else i don't i don't have you watched that movie yeah i i think i mean it was pretty good um your reference i i mean it um if you, you haven't know, seen eraser head it's this the uh, guy who looks like kramer he there's never known love and then he has a baby with a woman out of wedlock and it looks like a creepy like burn victim chicken um and everybody just raises it like it's a normal thing um so on smackdown there's this new very cryptic promo where a eraser head like burn victim chicken puppet is in a cardboard box <laughs> and it bops around for a few seconds and then the screen goes black um i think easily it was the most artistic uh promo i've ever seen because art is supposed to make you re-examine uh life itself and i don't know what life is anymore <laughs> i don't know what i saw i do want to see more of that chicken puppet um, Matt, I guess what's the over under on it not being Bray Wyatt, and if that's not Bray Wyatt, who the fuck could that possibly be for? So when we talk about an over under, <laughs> who are 
was saying there's like a possibility of out like of, out of, six out of the or nearly seven other wrestlers. certainty that it's Bray Wyatt. Uh, okay. If you could, if you could lessen that number, that, that in makes the, more sense. If if you were gonna gamble, play the field. <laughs> Who yeah. in the field could possibly have that puppet attached to them? Uh, who's been off TV for a while? I guess it, it, it could be Luke Harper. It um, could be Dean Ambrose, Big Swerve. Um, <laughs> he's just going to be a chicken man. Uh, yeah. Mojo Raleigh. Tommaso Ciampa. Mojo Raleigh was mad at a mirror for uh, a short amount of time. Um, I but think... he was on the programming right would they put him on two different segments uh two segment mojo that yeah that is that is a little far-fetched um good god i don't know who would ever want to do that except bray wyatt (laughs) maybe bo dallas oh i would be a part of that yeah (laughs) like if two puppets show up next week and then we see that bray and bo are finally together yeah, instead of the B team, they could be the Bok Bok team. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I right. don't know, Matt. Um, <laughs> it can't be anybody. It, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's um, Nikki Cross, right? Maybe? I think definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about it. Um, is, God, I... Man, yeah, why, don't, why don't you guys just send two at BOD podcast. Send us. If it's not Bray Wyatt, who else could it be? Uh, send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I, I don't know. What else What else do you want to talk about, Mike? Well, I'm not going to go to sleep tonight. Not because that puppet's that scary where I won't, like, I'm going to have nightmares, but I just can't. I, I, who? It's just such a non-WWE idea. It's just so fucking random just to pop up uh, a reference to a movie that made no money and it's a cult hit for like 20 of us white guys who, you know, like watching underground movies and telling people how underground our tastes are. I just can't believe... So you actually think this is a reference to that? It. I can't believe it's not. I mean, that's what it looks like. It doesn't. It has right. one. It has one precedent, and it's a. It's a movie called Eraserhead. That's the only precedent I can think of. All right, I'm looking it up. Just to compare pictures. Uh, you might have to look up Eraserhead Baby. I I did. I'm way ahead of you. All right. So if you <laughs> looked up Eraserhead Chicken, you might not find it. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I have the death scene. Okay, so this isn't good podcasting. But, um, yeah, okay. There's nothing I better mean, than listening to two people look at a picture you can't see. Uh, yep. So, uh, we got to put... I'm going to have to write an article about this because I, I just... I, I need to examine it. I, I don't know if there's anything to compare this to in WWE. Like, when they tried to do the broken Matt Hardy and... He was woken, and he had the mower of lawns. That was one thing, but a fucking melted chicken puppet. I don't know what this could possibly be, but I want more of it. <laughs> well, I think you're getting more of it, because uh, it was on both shows, so they, they there's something there. 
This is a money puppet. You thought Kermit the Frog was a money puppet. Wait till you see our burned chicken puppet that lives in a cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we are pushing an hour and 20 minutes. One day, we'll, I think we had one episode where we kept it under an hour, but we had to touch on that chicken, and I can't wait to talk about it again next week. Matt, any final thoughts? No, that's it. That's uh, at BOD Podcast for Twitter and Facebook, uh, BODpodcast.com, and brothersofdiscussion.com. Yes. And look out for our new official emails, Matthew at BODpodcast.com, <laughs> yep, we'll, and Michael. We'll be emailing everybody. At BODpodcast.com. Uh, everybody that's subscribed to the newsletter will get an email from Matt at <laughs> BODpodcast.com. <laughs> everybody that's subscribed thanks for listening everybody and don't forget that vince russo uh now has a twitch channel oh that you don't no, wait 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 out. wait oh wait we no sold two questions that we actually got on twitter oh no we got real it. quick right, let's do those real quick at mr cavoni yes uh made reference to the fact that later this year smackdown live is going to be switching to fox I want you to tell me just one person that's moved over because if you go to episode 69, we already talked about this, but Mike, tell me one person you think is going to move over to SmackDown to make it a hotter show. Uh, Ronda Rousey. Nailed it. Uh, and at Lan SmackDown said superstar shakeup predictions. Mike, I'm going to give you one. But I, I I think it might just switch back over once uh, you know if, if they need it for SmackDown Live um, for Fox. But uh, well, you know what? Let me let me scale back. Let me let me go in reverse. Uh, let's just let's just do Drew McIntyre. He's going over to SmackDown. I'm gonna say that. That's that's one of my predictions. Well, you know what? Um, I know we kind of no sold Mister Cavone's question. Um, I think that that ronda rousey move is pretty likely um if you want to tie it in with laying the smackdowns question i think uh what you alluded to earlier is a, a perfect move uh to get rhea ripley up on the main roster i, I think she can definitely kind of learn on the go because um, she looks like she could be a legitimate superstar um as a heel or a face uh, better as a heel obviously because of her size but I'm, I'm pumped to see more of her um the move that i would want to see but it needs a couple more moving parts too for somebody to take up the mantle uh, would be to get Shayna, get Shayna baszler on raw or smackdown because she's earned it she deserves it um and she'd be really good at that job um you know yeah. being the main lady on either of the you know flagship shows um well i mean talk about predictions you're you're definitely wrong i'm gonna say that <laughs> that's definitely not happening so right. sorry laying smackdown um you got one you got one good prediction yeah are we gonna get another nxt or nxt uk call up besides uh Rhea, in your opinion matt i don't think we're getting a Rhea call up no <sighs> they're setting up too much with uh with piper i think if um if we see a call up i feel like it's gonna be like a bianca belair um one that will hurt her character forever um one that they'll force that doesn't need to happen and the other one let's say man i wonder 
I wonder if they're going to call up Matt Riddle. This should have been a whole show we could have talked about this. Well, I don't know what he does next. Um, and I know they like him already. So there you go. They might just want a whole crowd chanting bro because that's more important than – and I'm, I'm not being mean, um, but that's more important really to the bottom dollar than uh, good wrestling matches or good promos. Yeah, you know, honestly, Matt, um, as far as a Raw or SmackDown call-up goes, I I would be shocked if there was, you know, many NXT call-ups. Um, if only because we've barely scratched the surface with, you know, the people we already did this with. Uh, we've barely yeah. seen Lars, we've barely seen Heavy Machinery, we've hardly seen Ricochet EC3 at all. Ricochet and Alistair have... Have not you done know, any singles amazing, matches. Um, yeah, have amazing stories to be told. Lacey Evans has never, you know, really done anything. Just you know, kind of does her little strut. You know, she's got her one moment now with Becky. Uh, we still have not seen a Two real moments. push for Ember Moon, uh, who was called up, you know, last year. Uh, you know, this doesn't scream like an opportunity to send people up. But I think maybe this is where we finally see people get sent. Um, what they're going to start, you know booking it as is sent um horizontally so the nxt and nxt uk landscapes look a little more even so i think that that's probably the big surprise that we're going to see next week is you know some main roster names going to the yellow and black brands i like it makes a lot of sense there you go uh, at mr cavone and at land smackdown go check those guys out on twitter we appreciate them reaching out and Absolutely. asking some questions last thing i swear i'm so sorry i i'm just thinking of this stuff last second uh top contributors to the facebook group for brothers of discussion live wrestling discussion uh number one jeffrey owens jeff we love you man um and i absolutely loved your comment that you feel like you're a part of the wrestling business we love you we're so happy to have you as a part of the faction that is known as the brothers of discussion we hope we get more posts from you and more comments um and yeah we we just we want to see more from you guys so that's our facebook group uh we're getting new people adding themselves every day uh we just hit the century mark and we'd love to see that group grow but as you can see we're getting a lot of um we're getting a lot of responses already and i think i might have lost my brother because nope, my headphones here. are dying. Oh, no, I got you in one ear. There we go. You're in the left ear. All right, we should wrap this up then. Bye, everybody. Mike, say goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're coming. All right, bye. Yeah, bye.